to the Brave Healing Podcast on Word of Mom Radio. I am your host, Laura DeFranco, the CEO of Brave Healer Productions. And the mission around here, you guys, is to change the world one brave word at a time. And here today to help me do that is Hamali Vora, the lead author of one of our newest books called Sacred Death, 25 Tools for Caregivers. You guys, Hamali is an expert holistic practitioner, intuitive energy healer, and spiritual mentor. Her mission is to empower healthcare workers and caregivers toward radical self-care, unconditional self-love, and reclaiming their power. She guides them to their unique legacy blueprint by tapping into their inner wisdom and living an aware life. Welcome, Hamali. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here with you and really getting into this juicy discussion about this very profound and powerful book. I know from the start, as we began the discussion and we're thinking of doing this, I think both of us felt the power in it and the importance of getting a book out like this. But tell us a little bit about your story. Like, how did you get here doing what you're doing today? So last year I had been meditating. I do Reiki and so I've been practicing meditation daily since six, seven years now. And I was in this mission in 2019 that I wanted to meet my guides and or angels and talk to them. And so one night I wake up and I see a vision, but of course I got really scared, but I knew that it was, something very holy and powerful being that was in my presence. And since I had been doing this meditation to see who, you know, who my guides are and talk to them, I just knew it. And I asked who it was and what I heard was angel of death. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And fast forward, you know, then right, like the synchronistic events that started happening to lead me to end of life doula course, which I didn't even know something like that existed beginning of, beginning of 2020. So I enrolled myself um, after back and forth with the guide, like, are you sure? I have so many things that I do. One more thing to add behind my, you know, one more modality to add in. And I was like, what am I going to do with that? Do I really want to, would I be good at it? First of all, do I really want to be in the space in, in hospice care or be present or witness somebody passing over? And what I was shown is as early as my childhood, I have been so connected to death. And I've said it a few times in my teenage years too, um, that there's something about death and me. And I didn't know what that meant. It's like that knowing um, sometimes, you know, the clear cognizance, like you just know. And the truth, when you speak something, the thought that comes, it's like, that's the truth. So it's been just 
so many incidents that comes to mind, you know, death of a dear friend when I was pregnant with my son and how devastated I was. But before that, I was in India and he was, my friend was in the hospital, but I felt his soul like it was night and I, I was just laying down in this town and I just felt his soul, him pacing out there. And this was in 2007 and I wasn't really into any of this healing work or um, didn't know what that meant, but I knew it was him. And I'm having this internal conversation with him, just calm down, what's going on, tell me. And then as soon as we have this conversation, my uncle's in the other room and he gets a call from a friend from US saying that you know he's at his last stage, if you guys wanna to talk to him. So it's like that. And next day my uncle um, had an accident. And so it's like, I've always been so close around there and the spirit that are transitioning. And so it, it's just, it feels like I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. And thank you for the suggestion. I feel like when I first thought about writing or leading a book, I was really thinking about um, doing something and healing, something about Reiki and, uh, or just energy work and how it helps um, and how you can see the miracle that life holds and how you can live this beautiful life. But when you suggested um, to talk about death, I was really taken aback. I had to really get used to the thought. And then other authors started coming. Like once I was comfortable with the topic. Um, so I don't know if I've answered your question, but. <laughs> no, that's, that's a wonderful look inside to, you know, what brought you here today. And listen, you were already practicing physical therapist. Yeah. You were doing work in nutrition. Tell me a little bit about what you were doing before this started. So I, you know, phys, I've been physical therapist for the last 21 years. I graduated in 2000 with my master's. And, you know, I worked at hospitals and nursing homes. And my passion is working with geriatric population. And I just love them dearly and hospital so acute care is also my passion but um, with nutrition my kids were getting sick all the time they have asthma um, I had to you know sacrifice my career because my kids were always sick so I couldn't go in so I worked as as needed basis so I did an online holistic course a year-long course and when I started shifting and changing things in our house in terms of eating, uh, meditation, breathing, all that started shifting. They started getting better. Our life started looking much better. We were able to go out like during allergy seasons. So we were able, they were, my kids were able to play in the grass because they had grass allergies and things. So shifting that and also had done Reiki. That was something when I was in PT school I just knew there was something about my hand. I could feel the energy in my palms. And when I'm, I was treating these elderly ladies with fibromyalgia, so to speak, um, in those days in 90s, it was like a, a psychological issue. 
right? And they hadn't figured out what was going on. But I could exactly tell, I could feel the warmth wherever they were hurting. And I was able to go there and just kind of lay my hand there. And I knew of Reiki. So I knew that there was something that I needed to do with Reiki. And so along the same time, I did Reiki um, certification course when I do, did the um, holistic. Actually, I did Reiki before the nutrition. So I was really integrating this physical therapy, some movement, nutrition, and energy work. And I saw such a pr uh, profound improvement in my patients' lifestyle and pain reduction, um, more clarity, stress reduction. If they were anxious, you know, that would just calm them down. And I worked at the hospital where I saw more um, in rehab, at least we saw stroke patients. And I also did a lot of um, total hip, total knee patients where even with stroke patient, I asked, you know, after hours, like after I would finish working, I would ask patients like, would they like Reiki? And I guess you were at that point, at that crisis point that you would try anything. And so when I, you know, I would do my session with them and next day when I would come and work with them or any therapist would work, them, work with them, they had so much clarity and focus even with their aphasia, even with anything that was going on to see that difference. And then I talked about nutrition with their family so that there's no reoccurrence with stroke. And, you know, you can have stroke multiple times. You can have heart attacks, you know. So how do you improve, go to the root cause? How is your stress level, emotional level? So my whole therapy practice shifted uh, in an amazing way. And it's not surprising that you took all of those tools and ideas and theories, uh, holistic yeah. tools, and brought them into sacred death and this mm -hmm. other kind of topic, right? It's still a holistic journey. So one thing I realized when reading the book was the other level of connection available to me about that end of life process. It has to do with my awareness and a few other things, but mostly that death is not to be feared, but more to be curious and open about. Right. So what do you want to tell the listeners about that? Like to add to that idea. So, and that's how I shifted and changed when my dad passed away 11 years ago. I was devastated and, you know, going through these motions or emotions. When I started seeing his life and his legacy, I wanted to know what my legacy was, what my life was. And that's how I was shifted. And so I kind of went out on that path. And the more I was aware of my thoughts, aware of my actions, and really looking at every every aspect of life, you know, we make it so complicated. It's very easy and it's every moment holds so much miracle and magic in it. And to see that sacredness and every moment has these teaching lessons, right? You see, I mean, there's so much out there in the nature too that teaches you all these things that to be aware. And so the more you're open to being present in your life, and it's always about living till the last breath you take. You know, it doesn't matter what the diagnosis is or it doesn't matter what comes in. 
as dis-ease or um, that end of life. But being present and knowing, preparing, knowing that what is it that you want? You know, living life without regrets. So really being aware in every moment that leads you there. And I hope I answered your questions, but, and you will see that every author has, you know, that the death of their loved ones or their experiences with it has taken that sorrow and pain and shifted it. And, you know, every one of us have gone through this life-changing experience and we all go through that. But taking that opportunity and suffering and pain, we all have been in that, you know, that bottom and of losing, you know, and death could be of relationships, death could be of, you know, situations, even your former, like someone, like I was talking about a stroke, right? So that if you don't have the ability to use certain body parts, so that's death of your former self and now you're in this new self, how do you accept, how do you let go? How do you surrender? All these things, you know, kind of living that, that makes you see, like seeing, having different perspective, looking at it differently. And the same thing uh, with death. It's like, there's so many signs, beautiful signs that we are surrounded by these magical beings and our ancestors. And they're always around us. We just have to ask for their guidance. We just have to ask for the help. So you've brought up a few terms I want to go back to, you know, letting go, surrender, the ancestors. Let's talk a little bit more about our um, our authors. And first of all, I'll just say a big thank you to all of the authors that came into this project. What a beautiful thing that you did in bringing your authentic stories, like Hamale was saying about your experiences. And then we're offering tools for caregivers, for family members, for friends for the people who care at that stage of life and that's where I I'm just constantly blown away by their ability to to bring those tools to us in this book but tell us a little bit more about what this book offers in terms of those things um well isn't it amazing to have 25 authors writing about their stories they're heart-shattering stories and some people have lost their uh, children they've lost their siblings or their partner their life partner parents or pets and you know these things it's like this immense love that you have for them and that's how your grief is going to be you know that immense grief and and everybody shares their story and everybody I feel that we all are healers. We all have the ability to do what, you know, any one of us are doing and to heal ourselves. And, and really to these authors have come up with what helped them. You know, we are trillions of people in this world and that many unique perspectives there are and that many ways of healing ourselves. So I'm hoping that you can relate to maybe one author or few of them. You know, while I was reading a couple of chapters, I was like, oh my God, I know who I need to tell to read this chapter, you know, because they had this question about the dreams and visions and what does that signify and how do you decipher them? So there is something for all of us because 
again, because we are born or our bodies are born, we are going to die, right? Um, well, our bodies are going to die. And so we have different concepts in there too. The part of that immortality, what are souls that travel? You know, so different perspective from different ancient traditions. And that's what I wanted to bring out that there's no one thing and there's no wrong or right. I just wanted to talk openly about death and openly about life and embracing death for me, embracing my dad's death. That's when I started living. And that's when I started really finding this magical life that there is and living to my fullest potential. So I feel that every tool gives you either meditation, it gives you um, how to create an altar, if, you know, if you're interested in that, but it gives you that solace. It gives you that knowing that you're not alone. We all have been through this and there are ways to carry yourself through this. And we are here to hold your hand if you do, you know, need or want to go deeper into your pain and suffering. And we're here for you. So tell everyone a little bit about what you're up to in the world with your offerings right now. What do you have going on? In September, I am going to offer our eight week course and it's, it's a sacred death course. And what it really, I've seen recently, of course, with COVID, you know, we cannot not speak about COVID and how people are lonely and people, you know, their loved ones, if they had to go to the hospital, they were not able to be with them at their end stage and how that suffering looks like. It's totally different, you know? So what I'm offering is this eight weeks class where you are comfortable talking about death. There are so many people that are anxious and uh, afraid of dying, not only for themselves, but others out there, their loved ones. And so how, do, how can you work through those fears? How can you just live just one moment at a time? And so, it, you know, we're going to do write our own obituary. We're going to prepare, or you can write a obituary for your loved one, or how do you uh, work on your legacy project? You know, uh, we always think so that we haven't done enough in life. You know, we haven't helped enough people, or we think legacy means you're doing this huge organization and you're helping. It could be just a smile that you share with a passerby. You know, it's being in that authentic self and how do you come up like that? So those are some of the offerings. I also do just separately one-on-one -on -one legacy projects. If you're looking for that, um, I do one-on-one -on -one, uh, healing sessions. So Reiki, quantum healing it's online or uh, in person, or I come to your house too, in DMV area. And that's DC, Maryland of Virginia for you listeners who are global. <laughs> Hamali, uh, wrap us up with one last question here. What do you think is the biggest thing you want people to know about this topic of sacred death? Hmm. I want people to be open to talk about it and talk with your family members someone who is going through their end of life process, openly ask them how they're feeling, ask them about their experiences. 
you know, what they see, the surroundings, their loved ones coming, you know, the, the ancestors and angels surrounding them. They'll be able to tell you. Also to be able to honor that person's wishes. It's when you're helping someone that is at their end of life, it's not about you, it's about them. And if you are the one at the end of your life, then it's about you and what your wishes are. So make sure that you have someone who honors your wishes, you know, who is your, who takes your guardianship. Really, really important. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in the world and for being here today to share it with everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate all your help and the wonderful work that you do in the world. Thank you. So listeners, remember, just drop down in the show notes. You're going to find Molly's website, hamalivora.com, plus some Facebook links and Instagram links. And we've got the Sacred Death Community group on Facebook as well. So after you dive into this amazing book, you can come into that community and continue this conversation, which is one of Hamali's missions here is to continue the conversation and be inspired to have those conversations with the people who really get it. And then to be able to go back into your families and carry on those conversations. And also please join us on August 17th for a little book launch party on the Brave Healer Productions Facebook page. We're gonna have all of the authors of Sacred Death there to talk about their chapters and we'll have some wonderful inspiration for you and really cool discussion that day. And of course, if you're listening after August 17th, that means you can hop on over to Amazon and grab your copy of the book. It'll be ready. I want you guys to know if you are somebody who is ready to share your brave words with the world in a bigger way, visit bravehealer.com, find out more about our book publishing and collaborative projects like Sacred Death. Lastly, everybody, on behalf of everyone at Word of Mom Radio and the Word of Mom Media Network, thank you guys for joining me today. Remember, you were born, so you are worthy. Your message matters. What if the thing you're still a little afraid to share is exactly what someone needs to hear to change or even save their life? It is time to be brave. Catch you next time, everyone. We're going to close with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters Bluegrass. Enjoy and remember to hop over to bravehealer.com where we'll help you share your brave words with the world. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is you. Sure of herself. Yes, she takes care of biz. Powerful and strong. Yes, she knows who she is. Has integrity. Woman strong and true. You know her by name. See this woman is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold.
She is brave. She is brave. She is brave.